Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, June 26, 2017 and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting at a vision for you. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 59 starting with paragraph 2 and we will read through all of the 12 steps and then focus our comments and study on 10, 11, and 12, steps 10, 11, and 12. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Maggie S., the 12 traditions, Libby E., and reading the text today will be Meg F. and Jody E. Q. The reference numbers for this meeting, for these meetings, I'll start with yesterday's Sunday special edition, 10086. 10,086 for Sunday Special Edition. That was June 25th, yesterday. And then for this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 10087, 10,087. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maggie S. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Star one, Maggie. Star one, Maggie. Sorry about that, I had unmuted myself. Oh, there um, you are. Here I am. This is Maggie S., recovered in Western New York, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, humbly, I'm sorry, seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you very much, Maggie S. Now I'll ask Libby E. to please read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning. I'm Libby E., compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 
Four, each group should be autonomous except the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 59, starting with paragraph 2, reading through 12 steps. But our discussion and focus of study will be on steps 10, 11, and 12. And I will ask Meg S. to begin our study today. Good morning, Meg. Good morning, visionaries. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. This is Meg F. from California, Recovered. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we, care, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Oh, thank you. Still Meg. Still compulsive. Uh, better, though. <laughs> Good morning, visionaries. Um, it's almost hard for me to not continue with many of us exclaimed. You know, like I just, it's so automatic, but I'm afraid in my decades in program, though I have them essentially memorized and it is automatic, I didn't read them very well. I didn't study them very well. I didn't talk to others about what they say. So, Step 10, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
you know, luckily nice people since my work here at Division have said to me, it says when, <laughs> it's not as, not assumed that we won't. So we will make, we will make errors. We will hurt ourselves and others. We will separate from God. And I have in my margins from my visionary sponsor that um, the reason that we do 10 is so we can stay connected to God. So I thought it would be a, um, what do you call those games when uh, you, I'll call it drinking games. Somebody once mentioned them. I don't know. I didn't do that particular thing. But can you name the four things that we often write on a 10-step list? You know, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, fear. Let me know if I got them right. But I never heard of them. I've been around for decades. And I never heard of the idea or the concept that's so clearly written in this book that we kind of look where we might have been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, or fearful. So my purpose in doing it is to maintain my conscious contact with God, to stay connected. And it also helps me have a better day. My dad always said that, you know. His religious belief, he would name it and he would just say, you know, that's just pragmatic. Doing the right thing is just pragmatic. Um, Makes the world go better. Not to mention that it might get my head out of the food and have me be not not miserable, which is pragmatic is a long way from miserable. Number 11, step 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Now, it goes on, but I want to stop there and just say that it's been so powerful for me recently. I've been a person who's been trying to know God, be God, go to meditations, go to retreats, sit on mountains, you know, whatever. I'm not that disciplined. I haven't done that much, but I've tried for decades, and I have committed myself to wanting this awakening. And what I thought it was going to look like was what Eckhart describes. You know, you just wake up in the morning and you don't recognize your alarm clock because you're so changed and so different. And no, for me, it seems that it's it's going to look like um, to have conscious contact is just the possibility that when I ask and I sit quietly, I might have a hunch and the hunches might grow. So praying only, it says, for knowledge of his will. And I wrote down that today... um, I get to pray for knowledge, and I get to pray for power, which I lack, in order to do God's will. And lastly, I'm sure you all have a few things to say about 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And I always got it that it was the result of these steps, but I just still didn't know how to do them. I really didn't have anybody walk me through, and I'm such a beginner at it, but I am so much happier. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics. Well, I did carry it. I carried it a lot. I carried it for decades. I sponsored people, but I hadn't done them in a certain way. I've done so many four steps. I've been through the steps so many times, but I had never used the big book and in a way that meant anything like this. So I didn't have much to, to transmit, and I knew that I couldn't transmit what I hadn't got, but I still tried. And what I really had was a food plan and a group, um, which is quite different than a uh, intimate relationship with God. Though I knew God and believed in God, I did not have a relationship with a power greater than me. And I do try to practice these principles in all my affairs, but I'm afraid I didn't really know what they were in a certain way or or how to access them and get reality check and do 10 steps on them so I could check in about them. So gratefully, thank you for having me and I pass. Thank you, Meg F. Who would like to comment? on steps 10, 11, and 12 this morning. Ginger C. Hi, Ginger. Anybody else? Rocky. Hi, Rocky. Rocky I. Anyone else? Sylvia F. Hi, Sylvia. Good morning. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Roz G. Roz G. That's a good lineup. Let's go with that. I have Ginger C. If everyone else can press star one, please. Besides Ginger. Ginger C. Rocky I. Sylvia F. Kathleen O. Jody EQ. And Roz G. Good morning, Ginger. Hi. Good morning, everyone. And thank you so much for everybody's service this morning. This is Ginger C. Recovered in Colorado. 
And I just uh, love this part. And um, and love vision for you. You know, thank goodness there is a meeting that focuses on these clear-cut directions and studies this book daily the way they do. Because if I'm not in this book, I'm not doing this book. And there is so much direction. And I've got to see these words and they've got to come to life because it's got to come into me, into my heart, so I can practice daily. So I just love, you know, uh, one through nine unblocks us and 10, 11, and 12 helps me to stay unblocked. You know, we learned early on that I lack power when it comes to this food addiction and I need power. And there's, it's so easy to, to block that pipe to God again. You know, this ego, this edging God out piece is relentless. And, um, you know, so again, 10, 11, and 12, and especially 10, you know, when I'm selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, afraid, and I've got to watch for this constantly. I've got to follow these directions. And the part that I just want to point out with 10, you know, so many times I take 10-step calls. And my first question is, did you pray? Did you go to God? Because really what this book is doing is helping us to become God-reliant, not sponsor-reliant. This is about a higher power, again, that we lack. And a lot of the times I find that I'm able to turn around when I just get silent, when I get with God, when I start to see that third column glaring its ugly head again, they get to realize, oh, right, this is core issue. This is about these places that are really uncomfortable, and I get to pray about it and ask it to be removed. But a lot of times when it doesn't release and it's hooking and it's got me, I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to share it with someone. They have to help me to see my truth and help to get it turned around. Because again, I lack this power. And if I don't turn it around and I stay disconnected, I'm just an elbow away from picking up that bite. But then I love too, you know, with this 11 step, it's not just my 20 sit minute sit in the morning with God when I pray and do my meditation on step 11. It's throughout my day. And these pages so clearly tell me what to do throughout my day. But I have to constantly be thinking, you know, where, is, where am, I? am I with God and trying to be of service or am I back to being selfish and dishonest? You know, and I love on page 86, it says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. I mean, just right there, clear-cut directions in the morning. How do we go into this day? Let us think about what is on our plans. Let's, let's look at it. And we consider those plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. My sponsor constantly reads that with me. And then I can't say enough about step 12. I mean, in working with others, the beginning, it says nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with others. So that is not just when it's Ginger's time. This is on God's time, and it's intensive. It's hard work, but it's worth it. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ginger C. Rocky I. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yep. Hello. All right. Great. Uh, so this is Rocky. Um, I in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm recovered. Hi. Ten, eleven, and twelve uh, is like the meat of the day. Uh, is what keeps me focused and centered. Um, I was taught that ten step was my walking step. Like. And there's no statute of limitation as far as how many 10 steps can you do a day. I was taught that if it even bothered me just a hair, I could and should put it on paper or, you know, do a 10 step. Um, because if not, I was going to eat. And I guess I, I was so fearful that I took that lesson. And, um, and today I... I cannot tell you how many 10 steps a day I do. I have a little composition book that, that I ha carry with me around and because and, uh, I'm a per paper person, I like to write. And so uh, 10 step, 10 step, 10 step, and oh my God, um, you know, I don't like to see that I'm selfish, dishonest, resentful, inconsiderate, afraid. You know, those, I have many more character defects, but they summarize those five and and that makes it easy, but, um, and God has helped me. So, uh, 
10, 11, uh, pray and meditation. You know, as I see my part, I just pray. I just ask God to, to reverse those, to turn them into assets in, instead of liabilities. And little by little, I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect, but I, I am a lot less selfish than I was three years ago. I am more honest. I am more uh, forgiving. I am more considerate. I am more courageous. God has put certain opportunities to speak boldly in love. Uh, and carrying this message, I, I cannot tell enough about you know, what God has done for me, and I call him God, I cannot tell you now how much God has done in my life. I came for the weight, and he has restored not only my mind, but my body, uh, my health, my relationships. All my relationships are better now. Uh, I was on the verge of divorce. Today, I am not. I'm not going to tell you I'm crazy, madly in love with my husband, but at least uh, I can I can uh, consider working through it. Um, just a miracle because I was in uh, self-centeredness for 20 years. So just you know, 10, 11, 12. Now I have the tools to live life. And so if you're new, um, stay. Go through the process. You don't have to do it willing. You will recover, and like you have heard me here, I said, if you don't, we'll give you back your mystery, but try it. And we love you. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Rocky I. Sylvia F., you're next. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service, and so good to be on the line with all you visionaries. This is Sylvia F., a recovered compulsive overeater in California. And um, I love what has been shared. I love living in 10, 11, and 12. It's what gives me hope even when life gets hard because it gives me clear-cut directions. Even though they seem vague, you know, continue to take personal inventory. We know that the big book tells us exactly, precisely how to do that. When I first started doing my 10 steps, I put it on an index card because it was a four-step process, and I just followed that for those uh, those steps, as, as I did 11, exactly how to seek God through uh, prayer meditation. But what I want to talk about is step 12, having a, had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried, so you know we're going to do our best to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And, and uh, one of the things that cracked me up, I love this meeting, is that I heard someone say, that I needed to practice these principles in all our affairs or I needed to have fewer affairs and that was such a good direction for me and made me laugh and I need to laugh. But on this, we, you know, the, the 12th step working with others, it doesn't, say, it doesn't say we have to go out and sponsor everyone in the world. It says we have to work with others. We have to carry this message and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And so we're, we're carrying the message and so there's two things that have been so helpful to me with uh, that my sponsor has worked on me with. And one is that, I, you know, I've had a life of being self-critical, especially, especially of everything. But as I got better, recovered, I certainly, um, uh, uh, I got better in, in my relationships, but I still was self-critical. And I worked on that a lot this past year because I just thought my body wasn't okay. So a lot of judgment. And uh, she turned to me to page 153, and it says, you know, you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And she asked me, you know, if you can't love yourself, what is it that you have to give? So that was so directly about step 12. You know, I had worked the steps and I did have the message, but I, I, didn't, I didn't accept myself. And, um, and, and the other line that we read all the time, my time is short, Melanie, and I will wind this up, uh, that we, we read this every day, ask him in your morning meditation what you could do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. 
see to it your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass. All, both of those have so directly to do with step 12, working with others. I have to learn through the steps to be okay with myself and to have this contact with God. And that's what I'm sharing when I, when I sponsor or take 10-step calls or work with others. And I pass. Thank you, Sylvia F. Kathleen O., you're next. Good morning, Melanie. This is Kathleen O., gratefully recovered in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California this morning, where it is really pretty much impossible not to hear or not to see and feel God. Um, and I'm so grateful to be on this call. You know, the, the big book does give us such clear-cut directions, and I have to say that I read them for many, many years. and um, And it wasn't until I came into vision that I actually started to learn rather than read. So I'm very grateful to vision. And 10, 11, and 12 are such great steps. Um, You know, when when we're wrong, promptly admitted it. I always know when I'm wrong. I always know when something's going on because I can't stop thinking about it. Something will happen and, you know, it keeps, it, it occupies my head. And when it occupies my head, I'm wasting my day. So that's always my my cue to, you know, if it's if it's something little, I can take it to God and it'll go away. If it's not something little, I'll keep thinking about it and then I actually need to write it out. And, you know, at the end of of writing it out, I always, if it's a resentment, I ask God to remove the resentment and help me be the person that he created me to be, which I believe is patient, kind, loving, and tolerant. And if I have fears or resentments, I can't be any of those things because I'm too wrapped up in my head. And um, having that conscious contact with God, if I keep that contact with God, it's less, I'm, I'm going to take that pause. I'm not going to react to things when I don't like what people are saying or doing. I'm not going to try to control things when I don't like what people are saying or doing. I'll take that pause. And normally that pause will give me a moment to get reconnected with God. And I'll get the answer of a lot of times, just keep your mouth shut or respond kindly. Or if you need to, say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't say it mean. And if so if I have that contact with God throughout the day, I'm not going to get myself, you know, crazy and crazy in the head because I can go there. And um, working with others is such a gift. I I love um, all the people that I talk to in vision. I love my sponsees. It's so wonderful to be able to, you know, guide someone through these steps. And because we really do get rocketed into the fourth dimension and have a life that is absolutely beyond our wildest dreams. Not perfect, but so amazing. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen O. Jody E. Q. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovered in California. So steps 10, 11, and 12, we say, we call them the, um, some people call them the maintenance steps. Others call them something else. I can't remember what it is right now. But they are certainly essential for me to um, maintain my my abstinence, my serenity, my recovery, my progress. It's like peeling an onion. The 10th step is when I'm agitated or doubtful or afraid or resentful, I can use this step to try to see how am I being selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, or afraid. And if I can't see it, chances are that the person that I'm talking to may be able to see it. And that way I can slowly but surely over time come to understand myself and what makes me agitated. So it's it's like it's like a wonderful ongoing therapy, really. And for me, much more effective than Well, not necessarily more effective, but as effective as going to a therapist. 
because I really want to know. I really want to see how I'm being dishonest. But I know that that's where my freedom lies. And I'm grateful to everybody who helps me to see that. Step 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Uh, Prayer and meditation are keystones of my recovery. Prayer, I love it. It's like if I'm feeling afraid, if I'm feeling lonely or, or insecure in any way, I can just begin to pray and I feel better. Um, meditation, that can take many forms. For me, it, it does take, I do use sitting meditation, but I also use just communion with nature. My nightly review is part of my 11th step. I do that as well, usually with a partner. And then step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So I try, I do my best to carry this message and it's with um, a feeling of um, gratitude that that I do that today. I'm grateful for the opportunity. It's a privilege, it's an honor to be able to guide someone through these 12 steps. And it certainly helped me so much. And yes, sometimes it seems inconvenient and difficult, but I I pick up that phone anyway because, or I make that appointment because it, it saves me. And I'm grateful to all of you. Thank you that I passed. Thank you, Jody EQ. Roz G. Good morning. Um, this is Roz G, compulsive overeater recovered in Los Angeles County. And um, before I came into Overeaters Anonymous, uh, um, no, before I came into Vision for You and really, really studied the big book and applied the principles precisely, uh, I was in OA. And, and, and while I'm grateful and thankful for the opportunities and the experiences I had, I was not able to uh, to share what step, step, step 10 was all about in the early days. My sponsor didn't really have a clear grasp on step 10, and so it, my recovery got stunted there. It stopped. In fact, I remember telling my first sponsor, I don't see any more recovery happening here, so I'm going to let you go. I, I've said it nicer than that. And then when I had sponsees, I really didn't know what to do with them when it came to step 10. And it wasn't until I joined another group on, on the phones that uh, really got a grasp of what step, step 10 is. And so now I understand that step 10 happens all throughout the day. It's not something at night. It's, it's a pausing. It's a recognizing. And due to steps one through nine, I understand what uh, resentment, fears, behaviors are. And when they go awry, that's when I get to talk to God and to another person about it. And then with prayer and meditation, uh, my prayer life has become... a vital, crucial, as the book says, part of my life. Every morning and evenings are not as as consistent as morning. I kind of have a tendency to fall asleep, but I'd like to work on that, you know? And, uh, but I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no getting around my prayer and meditation time. It it has to happen every day. It's vital, crucial. It's like brushing my teeth. And I, I, I bring different books in. As the book, you know, the book tells us that we can bring in our own practice. And so I, I'm studying a book on contemplative prayer right now, and it's very deep. And I'm so grateful that I can incorporate it into my time. And so my meditation practice is getting really deep and interesting. And I see things through happen, happen to me in my prayer and meditation time during the day. Uh, and then uh, with step 12, just to say that um, this is my first time being really recovered after 15 years, 16, 17, I forget how many years, years in OA, really recovered, really there. I mean, 
I can share that experience with somebody else. I wasn't halfway. I mean, fully. I don't. I'm. I'm relieved from the bondage of self. I'm relieved from the compulsion to eat. I have a fear of alcoholic foods, and I'm neutral when I get around them. So I'm able to share that. And while I tried in the past, and I and I'm very Fine. grateful for that. Thank you. No criticism for that. I'm now able to to share that experience. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Rajji. The time will allow for probably four or five more shares. Who would like to comment on step 10, 11, and 12 on page 59 and 60? Liat from Colorado. Sherry KB. I have Liat, and I have Sherry KB. Anybody else? Well, let's start with Liat. Liat B. Good morning to you. Hi. Sherry KB will follow. Good morning. I'm Liat TD, recovered. Compulsive from California. Wow, wow, wow. You guys, I love you. I didn't see I, well, I'm, coming, I'm coming to the conference, so I can't wait to see your faces because I'm sure you're all beautiful and uh, shining, just sparkly eyes. That's how I can picture you. Um, I, I am so grateful and what beautiful chairs and to hear people who truly recovered and have the, that experience of transformation. Uh, when Bill wrote, Bill Wilson wrote this, the 12 steps, you know, after, you know, as a result of 40 people recovered and they said, wow, look what we have here. This could help others, but we need to write a how to do it book. And they all, they had six, uh, six, uh, sorry, they had six concepts, you know, very basic concepts. Uh, admitting your palace, uh, you know, writing an inventory, you know, making a decision to to turn your will in life to get a power greater than yourself, taking a, an inventory, sharing it with another human being, and, and doing a restitution. And and so when he he sat down, he had to write. He wrote twelve. It was very basic and very fast. People passed it quickly and they recovered. Woo. And here, you know, he said and he wrote those 12 steps, and I'm so grateful. And I, I presume it came from his personal experience, although, anyways, um, is that he put the word continued, continue to take personal inventory and when we're wrong. Because my, in the past, you know, I don't know, I come from programs where they have AWOL. A way of life, 12 months, you study the big book, and then you're done. You know, you graduate, you get a certificate. I don't know what you get. I could never do it. I couldn't do it. I am someone who needs an instant transformation. I need a psychic change happening sometimes so quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm in danger. I'm dangerous to myself. And I better have something that works immediately. And so I have to continue. I can't just sit and say I did it once uh, last year or I just finished. There is no finishing. There's no graduation. Um, I am free from, from the thoughts of eating food. I'm free for, from uh, body, extra body weight. But I have a mental illness. I have this obsessive mind that doesn't stop and it needs God, the change, it needs to calm it down. Something needs to calm it down so I can make sense with my actions. Something needs to help me. And uh, and you all share the same thing, you know, that tense set, you know, writing, looking at my part, where, am I, where is it? What is the problem? You know, food will never solve it. Food was never my problem. It was the solution up to my problem. I need to find the problem and, and then figure out a way with God's help to solve it. I love you all here. I'm so grateful for you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Liat D. And before we invite Sherry to come up, I just wanted to remind those that may have come in late that we are studying on page 59 today, paragraph 2. But our focus of discussion will be on 10, 11, and 12 today, if you wanted to read up on that, because we do have space for probably three additional shares. Sherry, KB, you're next. Thank you for waiting. Good morning, <clears throat> Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thanks so much for your service, Melanie, and everyone on the line. And I'm I'm just so stoked we're in this step. Um, 
And anytime you want to talk program and talk to steps, please call me because I love this stuff so much. Um, so I want to talk about shortly, briefly about step 10. If you notice on page 84, when we talk about step 10, at least four times it tells you to continue, 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 continue. So I have to continue to watch for my selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking, afraid, um, all of that, um, my resentments. Um, so continue means to me that when I'm disturbed. And one of the things it says on step 10, it says, as we go along. So I know the difference for me between 10 and 11 is that step 10 for me is when I'm disturbed. So if I get agitated, I get irritated, it's time for me to do a step 10. Um, I've had the experience of not being able to call somebody, and so right then and there I did it with my higher power because that's the best I could do. I was out of cellular coverage to get somebody, and it was quite amazing. It's quite amazing to do a step 10 with another person. I know that I take it to my higher power first, and then I do it with uh, another person. And step 11, to me, there's three places. It's uh, when I retire at night. When um, um, when I pause throughout the day, and that just means I check in and, and check my barometer, my emotional barometer. How am I doing? Anything gone on? Anything happened? To me, that's the difference. And then at um, in the morning, you know, I ask God to direct my day, and I and I do that, and I ask. I also have a little personal thing that I do at night with step eleven is right before I go to sleep, I ask God to help me to process anything that I need to know. Um, and to help me to find a solution while I'm sleeping so that I wake up, I'll know what I need to do. So that's just my own little personal thing that I do. And, um, and, and in Step 12, there are two places that um, I really love that steps out for Step 12 is where it says on page 97, helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. So that's the first part of Step 12 is I, I need to carry this message. And all throughout the book it always talks about we must live on the altruistic plane, working with others. And then the other part of it is, is that it's really important on step 90, I mean step, page 99, remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent on people. It is dependent on his relationship with God. So that's working that, that spiritual tool and building that relationship with a power greater than myself. And I just love this stuff, and I wish I could talk more. Thanks so much, Ike. Thank you so much, Sherry KB. Who else would like to comment? Looks like we have time for two. Charles H. Hey, Charles. Hi, Melanie. Anybody else after Charles? Judith R. Okay, we'll take Judith R. And that should do it, but we'll check to see. Okay, Charles, you're up. Thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your Lord's service. Charles, it's a recovery composer over here. I was trying to um, listen to the first meeting this morning. I heard the Sunday recording, but, you know, technicalities, it's all good. Um, so 10, 11, and 12, that's where it seems like the discussion of that. And, you know, I, I, I remember hearing people saying, bless them, change me. And I'm like, shut up. You don't know what I'm going through. What are you talking about, bless them, change me? Nah, bless me, and I don't care about changing. <laughs> and that's just real. And, you know, as you know, I'm the variety type, man. I, I, you know, slowly over a period of time, um, Herb Kate reminds me that that the light gets a little more brighter as I continue to do this. As you know, the beautiful shares are saying that paragraph on page 84 says it four times in that one paragraph on step 10 in page 84. I got to continue because I was doing it, and I'm like, yo, I was more resentful doing it. <laughs> but over a period of time. I, I find myself saying, bless them, change me. I, I thirst for somebody that to crack open this text with every single day. I don't care what day it is. I don't care what I'm doing. There's nothing that important that I can't that I can't spend time doing this because this is a life and death errand, especially when I'm absent. Right? Um, you know, if I rest, we hear it all the time. Can't stay clean on yesterday's uh, shower, right? I love that. And, and you know, if I, if I miss a day of meditation, I'm off, man. I'm just off. And if I'm not cracking open this text with another person, I'm off. But, you know, we hear people throw 10, 11, and 12 around like a piece of salami and cheese. It's a lot of work, but it's good work. And it, it, you see the fruit of it. See, you know, um, I, you know what? I don't know if I'm watering or I'm planting. 
it don't matter. As long as I'm going around and doing it because I need to do it, because I need to get rooted into this work every single day and don't complain and moan and groan and talk. And for me, the resentments are getting a little less, but if I don't have resentments and fears every day, I just don't think I'm human. But there is a way up, and we have a solution. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles H. Judith R., you're next. Thanks, Melanie. Hi, everybody. This is Judith R. in Vermont, recovered gratefully. And um, 10, 11, and 12, I have to tell on myself that I am an 11-step girl, and I am a person in progress with this 10th step. I've thought about it. I've talked about it. Um, I can do the 11th step. I can, I can, on awakening, I can read page 84, I guess, 86, um, and, and tell God to please direct my thinking. Um, at the end of the day, I can do my 11th step and send it to someone and talk to someone about it. And I've gotten in the habit, and it's really, really helpful. But at this point, I am still leaving my 10th steps until the end of the day, and I fold them into my 11th step. And I, I really want, and what, I've, what I think I've found is that I don't know when I'm disturbed. I don't even notice. I guess I'm so used to being disturbed that I don't notice it, and it doesn't occur to me, oh, this is what is called being disturbed, and now I need to take a 10th step. The times that I've taken a 10th step, I have had wonderful experiences of freedom and everything that is promised. Um, so I'm just letting myself become aware of when I'm disturbed. I tend to be like a bull in a china shop, and I just plow through my day. The hardest thing in the world for me to do is to pause and um, slowly, slowly, sometimes quickly, sometimes very slowly, uh, I at least I understand. I used to think a 10th step, I didn't know what it was, so many years ago I thought, okay, I've got to do a 10th step. I drew up a sheet and I had a positive sign on one side and a negative sign on one side. All the stuff that had gone well, I would write down, and all the stuff that had gone badly, I would write down. And I noticed that all the stuff that went well was God's stuff and all the stuff that went poorly was me stuff. And I started to feel worse about myself, so I stopped doing that practice and I am so grateful that this book has been cracked open and I now know how to do 10, 11, and 12. Thanks. Thanks, Judith R. Well, it looks like time would allow, because of those two chairs, one more person to share. Who would like to take the meeting to the close today by sharing on 10, 11, and 12 today? We have just have three minutes. Ashley P. Hi. Oh, I'll take Ashley P. We had maybe a couple, but you have it, Ashley P. Go ahead. Take us to close. Hi. Um, this is Ashley P. Uh, recovered in Northern California. Um, I'm really grateful that we're we're talking about this step today. This is the step for uh, me. My my tenth step um, and my eleventh step is the step that reminds me that I don't know. Um, I, I tend to think that I do most of the time. And even when I feel agitated or doubtful, like I, I still think I know what's going on with me. I still think I'm, I'm the best insight into what's going on with me. And um, I'm not. And I, I, I can't really trust my brain. Um, and so this reminds me to place um, my will in the... Um, in a higher power and and that comes through in the form of my sponsor and um, the the tenth steps that i've I've done um, with other people in this program and um, I've had really just the most incredible conversations and an incredible insight from recovered people in this program that you know, and I just, I didn't think that it was possible. I thought that I, I knew what was going on and, and instead I've, I've become enlightened in so many different ways. 
and also the the step really um, helps with community. It really helps build this tribe, and that is um, so very important. I spent so much of my addiction and my life alone and feeling different and feeling um, that I wasn't a, a part of. And and this community has made me feel a, a part of. And every single time that um, I work a 10 step and turn my 11 step over at night, I feel even more a part of. Um, and the most interesting part of it is that I actually want to hear for the first time in my life what it is that I'm not seeing and what it is that I'm um, I'm doing wrong or, or how I'm in my own will. You know, I, I didn't really want to hear any of that before. And so it, it didn't change. But this it's not that it's easy, but it um, it is something that I actually want so that I can change it for the first time. And that is such a miracle. And I just want to thank everybody on the line for um, those of you that have taken my 10 steps um, and those of you that will at some point because um, it really means the world. And with that, I pass. So thanks. Thank you very much, Ashley P. That does conclude the discussion part of our meeting today, but it doesn't close our meeting just yet. So stay with us. We're going to greet some newcomers and get their contact information and also invite recovered sponsors to come on the line to give their contact information. So thank you to everyone that has shared today. And we will now, like I indicated, finalize, close this portion of the meeting with the reading from the big book on page 164. And we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Jody E.Q. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I will. Thank you, Melanie. This is Jody E.Q. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. You shall be, we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.